Hello and welcome to the Be Better podcast where we believe every area of your life has a little more potential you can tap into and that it is completely possible and available for you to get a little bit better in every area of your life. I am your host, Clarissa Parody, and I have trained and worked in the worlds of business, strategy, leadership, and performance. And I'm the person who believes and creates success where there appears to be ceilings. And if you are the type of person who wants to get a little better, whether it's in your personal life, your professional life, your love life, you are in the right place. It is a great day to change your life. Let's go. Wonderful, wonderful. Welcome back to the Be Better podcast. Today, I am here with Sam Led from Sam Led Consulting. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to, before we get in, I'm yes. going to read your bio. Okay. Combining his studies from the University of South Florida and Nova South- Southeastern University, Sam shares a groundbreaking new understanding that has helped thousands of people tap into their natural innate health and resilience so they can overcome anxiety, fear, and unhealthy habits without strategies, techniques, or willpower. Sam has become a powerful conduit for those wishing to recover and flourish successfully from any major life setback or loss in their lives. After being misdiagnosed multiple times, oh man, I have lived in that world, by well-meaning mental health professionals or regular health professionals, right? He was finally diagnosed with ADHD and experienced severe anxiety for over two decades. He was suffering silently. Then in 2005, after a series of traumatic events that led him down a rabbit hole, he finally began to see that the nature of his own suffering was made up and illusory, that he was one thought away from mental well-being as we all are, that we are not living in a world of our outside circumstances, but we are living 100% in a world made up of thought and that the truth to who we are is below the noise. Well, let me tell you, you're going to- You did that in one breath, some, I think. I think so. Excellent. And you know, you're going to ruffle some feathers. One thought away from mental health. One thought I away, love, everybody. I love that. Okay, let's let's. If it takes more. two thoughts, then then go with God. You know, it's interesting. Um, I was thinking of, we were, I was watching um, the other week, I was watching Stephen King's The Shining. You know, mm-hmm. come play with us, Donnie. You remember the scene with the, it's a freaking movie, right? Even 40 years later, you know, as a grown adult watching it. And- you watch that and you're like, okay, is this, is this really happening? Is it, uh, this, this whole thing is, is the caretaker insane? The answer is, is he's insane and he's and underneath the insanity is quiet. And like you wake up from the nightmare of, of the story being played between your ears, this, this uh, machine code, this algorithm of thought and thinking being run between your ears 24 hours a day. And you see like that your brain loves you. just wants to keep you safe, but it's, far from perfect and it's going to do whatever it can to keep you safe how depending you know on who you are but especially if if you're if you're um, like me and you have a very sensitive brain it can be really really you can suffer a little bit you're thinking so I, I saw that movie i'm like okay that's a nightmare but we have nightmares when we're sleeping sometimes but when we wake up from it we're okay like we're fine mm, you know, we, we shake might it be off. startled we shake it off well, that's kind of what, how thought works. Mm. Like thoughts moving through us. Like in my brain, I got a super speedy, like F1 car, Ferrari of a brain. I mean, I got 20 windows open in my mind. When I saw like many years later, and I was never shown this, like, you know, when you're in school, especially public school here, and I grew up in, um, in South Florida and Connecticut, but I'm here in California almost 20 years. You don't learn how to use your mind. Mm. I wasn't told, and probably you haven't, you weren't either, you, you know, you just, things just work perfectly for you, but, but we do have all of our, our challenges and getting caught up in our thinking. When I, if I knew what I knew now about how mind really works versus what my intellect is telling me how mind works and what our, our mental health system and what clinicians and what uh, uh, we've been conditioned to believe how mind works, I would have saved a lot of time and suffering. Right. It's just the journey. It's like just our humanness, our, our frailties, and that's okay. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about what you do now. Okay. So I'm a transformational coach and I'm a podcaster and soon to be author. Uh, I have a book coming out. I'm knocking on, well, here's the wood. I'm knocking <laughs> on my head, ladies and gentlemen, this is wood. Um, uh, very soon we are um, working with an editor and doing all kinds of stuff. I had to rewrite the book it's been a decade in, in progress, but I had to rewrite the book um, again and wrote another 60,000 words. So it should be coming out hopefully 
we'll just say fall and we'll just dot 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 when it comes out when it's supposed to come out it's going to come out Perfect. and and um the, the the podcast is called the fearless now and, and we, we're doing really great we're, we've i can't believe how well i mean i just got an email the other day it's like my i see how my what my anxiety is now and and you know the way you said it the way you kind of pointed to the quiet when we're not in our head when we drop out of our thinking it was like i'm like well, i didn't do anything i just pointed back to what who you really are not your you know your momentary anxiety and it was just it's just nice we're helping a lot of people and we're getting we have, our audience is building by leaps and bounds thank god that's so awesome so what got you here like to to, cut, to land in the world of transformational coaching yes to to work with all that like going through the adhd and the anxiety for decades like what like what got you through all of those things? Like start us from, well, right. that was the training. beginning <laughs> training camp. You, back. you went to Naval yes. SEALs camp, but for your brain, <laughs> I went, <laughs> I went to mental health, Navy SEALs Academy. Right? There we go. There we yes, go. So that was my basic training. Um, you know, growing it. So, you know, I grew up in a, a nurturing family, grew up with, with um, a whole bunch of mental health professionals um, surround. I was surrounded by mental health. Um, I lived in a mental health house, ladies and gentlemen, no. um, <laughs> met, uh, um, father being a, a neuropsych and mother being in, in the mental health field, working with kids with all kinds of, uh, developmental disorders, mm. quote unquote disorders. Right. Um, and, and, um, at the age of seven, I was diagnosed with a learning disability, but I couldn't understand what the heck was wrong with me. Like everyone else was, doing their, all the, my, my peers, my fellow students when I was little, they, you know, maybe they, they, they could comprehend the story better or they could do the times tables quicker. Uh, so, so maybe my brain wasn't working as fast at the time, but I was interested in writing. I was interested in, in creative endeavors and, and had great imagination, of course. Um, and, and so they were, they labeled me with this, this learning disability. And I couldn't, to, to this day, years later, I can't tell you what it is. For the life of me, it's visual motor this. And maybe I do have that label. And and you know, I don't I don't blame the psychologist who diagnosed me with it. He's just doing his job. And that's he was trained and conditioned to look at uh, the mind as something's broken. Like mm. so so fast forward uh you know, a decade and a half later to high school. Um I did really well in writing. I was in advanced placement courses, which is like gifted. I don't know if you have that in Canada and in your, is it like high school in Canada? Yeah. We, we, we have a few different programs, advanced placement, international baccalaureate. We have, a, we have a few that yeah, wasn't baccalaureate. That's like, that's next level advanced placement. So I was, you know, I was on one part of the, uh, on one side of the, of the, uh, academic pendulum, I was like getting four point uh, a pluses and 4.0. And that's, I don't know what it's like in Canada. And I was really excelling. Okay. Mm. But mathematics, and, and physics and geometry and that, that part of the brain, it was really, I was really deficient. I was, I really, really was just very poor at. Um, and, and because of that, I would spend half my day with like the cool kids, you know, in one building, you know, with all the honors and advanced placement classes. The other half of the day, I would be in a separate building for the slow learning. And they still call it that, which is in 2022, I still can't, I can't believe it, but the slow learning development and, you know, the, it's called emotional handicap. Like we are thrown in this classroom and most of the kids in there, there's nothing wrong with them. They just learn differently. Mm. Now I'm not talking about like physical, you know, um, um, impairments, you know, cerebral palsy. And stuff. I'm talking like kids with diagnosed ADHD, kids on the spectrum. Right. Right. These are all brilliant people, kids, but no one showed us how to use our mind to work for us. Like we all have these brilliant supercomputers and for kids on the spectrum, for kids that have ADHD or maybe they're undiagnosed ADHD or kids who have learning disabilities, they spend most of their academic career feeling that they're broken. They may not voice it. They may not um, say anything, but they feel that stigma since, you know, day, for, since day one. Um, and, and, and psychologists and mental health professionals, they're all well-meaning and there's some brilliant you know, therapists out there. I'm, I'm not poo-pooing that. And it's not their fault. They've been conditioned to look at uh, dysfunction, right? To treat dysfunction, to find out what's wrong. But why don't we find out what's right? Like some of the greatest inventors, creators, 
authors, um, scientists, playwrights, um, podcasters are neurodiverse. Okay. Einstein, dyslexic, terrible learning disabilities. And he was, he suffered in the classroom. I and mean, if you read his biography, he suffered for, for decades. It's, you know, just they, they thought that he would never succeed at anything. Theory of relativity, come on. That's a gold star right there. So I'm, I w I'm in that same category. Um, and I'm not saying that there's, you know, I have a neurodiverse brain that just works differently. It, it just, it, it goes to the beat of its own drum innocently. And there's over 119 million of people like me walking around with a neurodiverse brain, whether it's ADHD or the, whatever the diagnosis, it doesn't matter what the diagnosis is. And, and when I saw like what was going on, like there's nothing wrong with me. I just have a brain that works differently. I was able to really let go of some of the suffering, believing mm. the labels, believing the stigma. And again, teachers and you know, educators and mental health professionals, they don't mean anything by it. They just don't know any better. They're conditioned to treat this way. Look for dysfunction. We need to fix it. No, you don't need to fix anything. There's nothing wrong with any of you. Depression, OCD, it, it, it's, you know, we, we look at it as we're trying to look at thought as something we need to treat. You can't treat thought. You can't fix thought. You can't stop thought. You know, you can use medication, which is great if it calms the noise down. But once we see and start pointing to what's underneath the noise of thought and thinking, once we see that we are not the sum total of our thoughts, that we have a brain that loves us, you know, that wants to keep us alive, it will do anything to keep us alive. Oh, it's like your first crush. It's dino brain, man. It's like dino you brain. are just wired to survive. That is your, that is the base function of your basal yeah, brain totally. is keep you going. Run oh, yeah, you're from a neuroscience, you're a neuroscience oh, yeah. uh, whisperer too. I, I, yeah. Gently, gently. <laughs> but it's like the Geico commercial with the caveman. Like yeah. we're walking around with a caveman brain. And, and when you think about like folks with ADHD, you know, I don't know if you, if you have colleagues, friends that you know of that have ADHD, we're some of the most empathic. And again, we also have our frailties, you know, there's another side of the, but we all have frailties, whether you're neurotypical, if you want to even call it that or neurodiverse, but we have a super brain because we're able to see underneath the noise when we want to, mm. we're able to see between the lines. We're very intuitive, very empathic. We're very, um, you know, patient, <laughs> not with ourselves. And, and especially when we're overwhelmed and, you know, cause we're very sensitive in terms of, um, you know, we, we do have the, uh, sensitivity issues, you know, with, you know, stimulation wise, auditory or, or doesn't matter, but, but there's nothing wrong with that either. Like if 119 million people have some form of quote unquote ADHD, right. Then how could there be something wrong with them? If I was the only one Clarissa that had ADHD. Yeah. I'm messed up. I, I, I got to get some help, but I'm not. No, and neither not are even close. I mean, I, you know, sometimes, I mean, I could be a pain in the ass sometimes. That's ask my partner, but you know, we all could be a pain in the ass. And, and what I also saw, and, and this is my, the understanding I share with my, you know, with my clients and I work with folks in recovery, you know, I've, I've seen um, clients that, that were really suffering and in, in, in not making any progress with, you know, being caught up in the recovery you know, the revolving door of, of the recovery of drug and alcohol recovery system. And I said to them, I said, well, tell me, you know, take me back to a time when things were great. And so they would take me back to like childhood or, you know, high school, whatever. I said, okay. So tell me, you know, you, was it because of you were just feeling calm? Was it you're laughing? You're having a good time. I said, what's, what is it? What, what, did, what does that have, you know, what's the difference between back then when you were just feeling calm and happy and right now when we're just two people just like dropping in and having a great time talking, laughing, mm. like underneath the noise, all of us are perfect. You know, there's a great coach named Michael Neal, who is one of my, he's, he's a world renowned uh, prince. It's called the three principles, principles coach. And he said, and I love this. You're going to love this, uh, this metaphor that we're diamonds covered in doo-doo covered in shit layered in lipstick. So the perfect. diamond, right. Is our essential nature that, that our North star is well-being. Who we mm. are is, is good. Who we are 
is, is expansive and who we are is love and who we are is resilient. Our default state, our factory equipment, you know, our, our, I call it the, our OEM, you know, like you buy a car and the OEM equipment on the car, you know, you have to get OEM, you have to bring it to the dealer to bring, you know, to get the OEM shocks and it's like twice the amount. Well, our OEM equipment, our, our default state, our, our divine nature is resilience. And you can ask any of the great, you know, you can read any of the great sages. You can, you know, read Viktor Frankl's The Man's Search for Meaning. You can, all the great sages from Buddha to Jesus talk about the same thing that, that I'm pointing to, that, mm -hmm. that we are not the sum total of our thinking. No. We are not our thoughts. That once we slow down, right, and we get really quiet, we then see who we really are. And, you know, we are guided by this inner GPS. We have this, 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 this inner intelligence within us guiding us along this river, you know, my so-called life, like the TV show, you know, it, it's once we see that life's got us and, and, you know, we shouldn't be really scared of this human experience. Like, why are we so scared of being anxious? I mean, and I suffered from panic attacks for years, like, and sometimes I still get them, but the more I see, like, I'm going to be okay on the other side of it. Like, it can't kill you. It's thought. Totally. I love right, that. We're just overwhelmed. <laughs> I, no, I love that. Because if you even think about it, so okay, maybe, maybe the some of the people listening aren't struggling yeah. with mental health or aren't neuro, neurodiverse or maybe don't identify that way. I'm like, man, have you ever had a day where you could just lose your mind on a colleague and, and you didn't? Mm. If, if you were completely defined by your thought and yes. who you were was your thought, you would have completely acted on it. And I, let me tell you, there are things that happen in this head that I'm ashamed. Oh my God. Happen I, in my head. I'm like, I didn't think that I swear. Yeah. But you could write, you'd be Stephen King. You could write a horror story from it's, the things going on in your mind. Totally. Honestly, like we the evil can. that I'm capable of is, is, like, <laughs> is you know, that I, that I can think, right. but it's also like the possibility you can think of. And so you know, it, it can kind of go both ways, but if you're, if you're not sitting there being like, I don't understand what it's like to be anxious. Okay. Well, first of all, congratulations. That's amazing. Uh, but it's like, there's going to be other thoughts that you're like, oh my God, did I think that? Or, oh my God, is that even yeah. real? Or is that, is that if you're my, my, I can remember the thought that I was, when I was with my, one of my coaches, she said, if you're hearing the thought, are you the thought or you're, are you the listener? And I was like, oh, it's my thought. Isn't me. And being able to create that <laughs> distinction right. I was like, oh, well, I'm completely free. That was just some asshole thought. Right. I love that because that, that's exactly, you got it. So, you know, life, like if you ever go to Vegas, you know, they, they have the, all these big hotels like the Bellagio, et cetera, and they have the most amazing, you know, buffets in the entire world. The history of, of waste, wasted food is Las Vegas. It's the sin city and wasting food and money and everything else. Um, and, and so you go to, you know, thoughts like a, you have a salad bar of thought. We, you, you thought has nothing on us. And again, we all fuck up, excuse my French. We all forget who we are. We all get caught up in the machinery, right? What I saw, and then we get to so, so the, the, the salabar thought, and I'll get to what I saw, but the salabar thought, you know, you can choose, you know, what you want to pick up from that salabar. Like it's you're not going to eat 10 pieces of steak. You have one piece. You have to serve it. Right. It's all there. Yeah. And you can choose what you want to give life, you know, life to in terms of thought. You can choose what thought you want to bring into the world. And, and once we see that, like, you know, there, I've talked to people in recovery saying, you know, I wouldn't have been arrested for that DUI if I, if I didn't listen to my thinking. Where were you, Sam, <laughs> when I was being handcuffed off the PCA, you know, off the PCH in Malibu? Um, because I, Listen to my thinking and got in the car and started driving. So that's where I'm pointing to. And the more we see the machine code, like your brain's a machine, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. You know, the world of, of the form and the world of the formless, the brain is, is the interpreter and thought is the technology. Thought's like the tool, right? So it's kind of like, you know, with, it could be like your, um, it's like Google translate. That's how the brain works sometimes. Google translates terrible. What's like, you're trying to speak to someone that you, you know, you like, or you want to talk to, and they're like Swedish. So you pull out Google, Google translate and you say it to them in Swedish. And like that, what is that? You know, that doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It's the same thing, how our brain works. Our brains like Google translate or like Alexa. Like I remember the other day I was asking Alexa to play Paul McCartney and she played Prince close, but no, <laughs> but, but no, but see that, see that the brain is, it's a machine. And yep. once we like can see like the game, the brain's playing to keep us safe. And once we see 
that that you know we don't have to suffer if we don't want to mm. that there is a whole beautiful calm loving existence just waiting for you to pay attention to and it's in that space as uh, again i'm quoting michael neil because he's one of my favorite coaches and he's brilliant it's hard to not quote him he calls it the space before thought or the space within you know it's it's like that um some some researchers call or scientists call um that flow state mm -hmm. the ultimate quiet it's the juicy spot it's the sweet oh, it's spot. so good totally. when you hit it when you hit it there is I'm like, whoa, I, yeah, I yeah, never, yeah. you know, when you come out of flow, you're like, I was, I was in flow yeah. and, and then trying to get back, you're chasing it. It's like, it's insane. But when you're yeah. in it, when you can just drop in, it is wild. And time just like, you know, you're in the flow state where time just speeds up or slows down. Right. Well, time, and that's when you're time, like, you just don't know where it went. Right. Time isn't real. I knew that was true. And there's my, evidence. it's like quantum jumping, but, right? but see, that's the thing. Like that's all on, on offer for us, but see, and again, the, 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 the frailties of the human species, but the, the, what, what the, the issue, it's not even an issue. It's we get addicted to our drama Oh my now, God, yeah. and, and the greater the drama, the greater the illusion. So like if you, ladies and gentlemen, if you're really pissed off at your husband or your partner or whomever, the, the guy who cut you off on the freeway, get really curious about what's going on there. That's not you. That's a machine code. That's the brain. You know, the brain needs to do stuff. The brain is a brilliant machine. It's the most brilliant piece of technology, you know, since the beginning of, of civilization, the humankind, but it's still a machine and it needs to do, it needs to like get involved in stuff. It's always got to do stuff, you know, and, and when the brain as wonderful as it is, has its limitations. And the intellect has its limitations. Mm -hmm. And once you start seeing that, you know, when the intellect gets kind of is hitting a wall, that's when anxiety and frustration starts happening. That's not the time to start believing your thinking. No. It's and juicy, it's, but we get addicted to it because it's neurochemicals, right? Totally. Totally. And that's why we have soap operas. I mean, we've had oh soap God. operas in this country for 50 years. My mother's been watching the same soap operas since 1973. The character's getting older, but it's the same story. But our brain works the same way. We, it's juicy. Presence, enlightenment, nirvana, the flow state, the, the fearless now, which is my podcast, you know, Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. It's not sexy. It's just quiet. And it's calm. And it's, it's you know, that's, that's where, that's who we really are. It's the nothingness. It's the, you know, it's um, the isness, as, as Sid Banks calls it. He's a... Um, he was kind of the, he's a Scot, he was a Scottish mystic that had this enlightened experience in 1973. And he kind of saw like, he was this very common guy. He, he was actually from Canada, but he was born in Scotland. He, he grew up in Salt, um, worked in Salt Spring Islands. I think that's in Canada. Yeah, yep. BC. And he had this enlightenment experience. He's like, oh, wait a second. I can point to being, to love. I can, I can, I, I don't have to suffer. Like that's thought, like, that's not me. That's just thought. And, and thought's a great technology. If you, you know, we're just using the equipment wrong, essentially. Totally. And I and learned I, how to use the equipment. Right. And, and like to point to, I know there's going to be some people who are very frustrated with some of the conversation because they're right. like, because I think what they're into like right now. Ask, oh, right. Like, totally. What? And what? And, and not only that, talking about? there's stuff going on in the world and, and you could yeah. totally be in upset and suffering. And this is where man's search for meaning was like, for yeah. me, because like I didn't have to live through World War II. Thank Neither did I think God. I. Um, but like that, if you if you need to understand that you can find peace, stillness, and purpose in the midst of suffering, and you need evidence that that's possible from yeah. a different time era, yeah. that it's possible. And there is lots of stuff going on in the world. There's lots of gross stuff, there's lots of great stuff. Uh, but what a time to be alive. And and we can have these conversations where it doesn't have to be like a trigger warning or you can just be responsible for your state. So you talked about like um, how, you know- Can I give you an example of that real quick? Yeah, for sure. And then, I'm sorry to me. This is just oh God, no. So I was watching, um, you know, what's going on in Ukraine. It's horrible. And I'm half Ukrainian, which is really, my grandfather was from a small village called Radomishl, which is actually barely even there now. It was basically wiped out during the Holocaust. Anyways, but it's, it's still there. But so I was watching something on 
BBC or I don't know, CNN probably, where it was like hundreds and thousands of, of civilians in the subway tunnels because that's where they, you know, it's a, it's a bomb shelter that it's, can withstand a, basically almost a nuclear blast. And all this stuff is happening to their city. And who, they don't know what, if they're going to be alive another day, right? They can be, be bombed. Who knows? And, and they're homeless, basically. They had to leave their apartment buildings and their homes. And they're singing with candles, like mm. their favorite Ukrainian folk songs. And, and people are like holding each other and, and, and laughing and singing and crying. And there's this crazy war going on out, out there. So, so hope is our default state. That's when we're really present and, and staying right here in this moment. You know, but our brain likes to feature fantasy thing. Our brain likes to, to project and, 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 you know, make plans and, 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 you know, it's, it's becomes a fiscal report. So, you know, the brain, the brain does that because it thinks that thought's going to keep us safe, but that's part of the illusion, which we know doesn't keep us safe. No, I mean, safety in and of itself, I would say is, an, is a complete illusion. Like you yeah. don't know walking out your doorstep, if you're going to be fine. I had fresh ice that I was not clear was there. Oh, and I went for a little skate on my driveway. And it's yeah. just like, I, I wasn't anticipating that. And I knew that that can be seen so uh, like a cheap thrill, you know, like, oh, that's not suffering. But like things could have gone wrong. One wrong slip, one wrong head concussion. You, you don't know what's going to happen. So the illusion of safety is an uncertainty, which is what our intellect likes to do, which I think is what you're pointing to, mm -hmm. is is just it's not real. Nonsense. It's not real. It's, it's not real. And and it, it, there's a um, you know a lot of people during the pandemic were laid off, right? Some people still are, and you know they're worrying about how they can put food on the table. You know they have probably severance or whatever they're living off of subsistence, and and they're like worrying about what's going to happen six months from now. I said, you'll worry, you'll, you'll figure out when, when six months from now comes. Um, because we always know what to do when we're not in our thinking. Mm. Again, we don't do the greatest things, create the greatest pieces of art. We don't find that amazing partner or that amazing job when we're caught up in our intellect. We don't fall in love in our intellect. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be something if you fell in love wow. with your, like <laughs> it's the dating choices I would have made if I used my head. Oh, yeah, let's than my do heart. This. this is a good conversation. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. What a scary, wow. right? It's, I mean, I could have been wiser. <laughs> well, but wait, so, oh, you know, I, I think, I think that's, you know, it's all part of the journey. We don't have control of any of that. No, the brain the thinks last it has control. Yeah. When's the last time you're like, I think I'm going to fall in love today. And you're like, that <laughs> right. person. We put together a three-point plan. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to pick that person because they, I like you, I have seen people, I have met people in my life. I'm like, we should actually be best friends, but right. there's something not, something doesn't work. And it's just like ships passing in the night. And you can't explain it. You can't explain it. Like, I don't know and, what it is. But if you relied on the intellect, because it yep. looks going to paper. Check, 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 check. And I was like, right. wow, we yeah. should be best friends. We should be married. We should start a business together. And sometimes it doesn't, yeah. how many things have I done, choices that I've made that have create, created insane results that were logical to begin with? I would, I go back in time and I rationalize yeah. and justify it. But in the moment, I'm like, huh, this makes sense for no good reason because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and then I take yeah, action. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Like, um, I was working with the, this, this same client that had the DUI and he's like, he's like kicking himself. Like, you know, Sam, you know, I should have not listened to my thinking at the time. I said, you know, we were all working, doing our best with the level of thinking we have at that moment. So there's nothing ever wrong. Every, you know, it's, it's, there are no mistakes. And I know that's such a cliche, but once we really see like your day, your minute, your hour, your week is being scripted by this machine between your ears. Imagine if you walked around, okay, tomorrow, Clarissa. Okay. Walk around, pretend like everything around you is neutral. Like you're, there's no, you, you know, like, like in, um, you're not looking at like a piece of cheesecake and then the, the narrator starts to click and click on and start creating a story around the cheesecake or your coworker that's annoying. And then your brain is creating a story around that. You're, do you see where I'm going? Like yeah, imagine yeah. if you walked around during the day and your it's day wasn't cheesecake. scripted. Yeah. Everything outside of you, ladies and gentlemen, is completely neutral. But your brain will tell you otherwise. And once we see like, 
the brain is the greatest used car salesman, the greatest screenwriter, it's the greatest Martin Scorsese, you know, producer. Yeah. I mean, I can go on and on. I mean, why do you think Stephen King is like one of the greatest horror movie, horror, um, sorry, not horror movie, uh, horror book writers, science, you know, because he took all the night, the darkness, the craziness, <laughs> and he learned, he could put it into words. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's, but, you know, we get caught up and we forget who we are. And then we remember again. It's like, you know, it's the, um, so what's the, way the cognitive that, cha-cha. Yeah, cognitive cha-cha. What's the way you can find, so you, we're, we're in the cluster of thought, the noisy, the messiest neighborhood on the block. How do we, <laughs> yeah. how do we find ourselves again? You're like, okay, connect. Hey, by the way, that is my favorite kombucha. It is so clean. That's oh. one of the cleanest kombuchas. I it's synergy. It's, um, it's, it's a, a vintage. It's a vintage. It's a, 20, it's a February 24, 22. Oh, wow. Fancy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's from um, Southern California grown. Oh, look at that. Oh. It's from your home. Well, your, your present hometown ish area. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm almost your Connecticut. But, right. well, Close well, enough. Yeah, yeah. Home Close is enough. where the heart is, man. It's right. K. Okay. So right. we, we get lost in the thought we get in the messiness and you're like, okay, we find ourselves again. Yeah. Like what's a, what's a way we can access that? Like what's, what's something that we can, how are we one thought away from it? What if I told you that your brain, despite how kooky and nutty and ridiculous it can behave sometimes has a built-in uh, self uh, uh, correction system. Like, you know how you're, you're, and again, I always use computer metaphors. You know how you're, had my MacBook like froze up the other day. It has a built-in correction system. Thought always moves through us, whether we like it or not. We don't just like keep hold on to the same thought, you know, and then no thoughts moving through. It's like a ticker tape, right? It's like, um, so if you trust yourself and you have hope that, that whatever thought turbulence you're flying through, it always settles. 100% of the time, we know it always settles. But because we feel our thinking, because we feel our thinking, we think it's real. The only thing that our emotions are telling us, now there's nothing wrong with grief, there's nothing wrong with any of that because, and again, I don't have all the answers. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this is my disclaimer, do your own discovery, you know, search for yourself, you know, do your own like background in, in but, but what I, but don't listen to my words, look for a feeling. And what I'm pointing to is that if you are anxious, overwhelmed because of your coworker or because your car broke down, you're just currently too zoomed in. It's a gift, even though it feels like shit sometimes, even though panic attacks are no fun, even though they're, they come out of nowhere sometimes it's the gift, like the check engine light on your car. All it's telling you is Clarissa, you're too zoomed in back off, take your foot off the gas. Your mind is going too fast right now. Slow yeah. It's down. like that downward spiral. Like the second, and I find That's like all it's telling us, if you don't believe it onto it. Yeah. yeah but but it's sometimes we, we take the bait and we were in and we, because you know, God, like I take the bait. I still take the bait. You take the bait and we all do. And, yeah. and it, but being okay with, and loving all your good, bad, and indifferent parts of you mm. is, is what's important. But, you know, the most important thing is, is seeing like you're going to forget and that's okay, but you're never going to beat the system. And no therapist, no doctor, nobody, they're not going to point you to something that's already there. Like you have, your brain has this automatic kind of uh, debugging system. It's like a software update, right? So, so, you know, like, like for, for instance, like you get, you drive on the freeway, you don't get enough sleep. So you're already cranky. Right. And then someone cuts you off on their freeway and then you're like screaming at them and it gets ugly. You know, hopefully nothing else happens. And then you get off, off your exit where your office is within 20 minutes later, you're fine. Right. Look at, look at kids. They're the greatest examples. Oh my God. Such good examples. They have it. Like my, 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 my nephew would have a temper tantrum, right? Like, it's like, the world's coming to an end, like fire and brimstone. It looks like fire is going to come out of his mouth. He's screaming. He's having, he's kicking his feet. You watch him 10 minutes later, he's back to playing like it never happened. Yeah. The only difference between us and, and, and kids is that we have memory. Mm. And the memory is, you know, we have this hard drive. Again, it's all machine. It's, it's not real. It's machine code. It's pretty persuasive sometimes. But once we see like, you know, if you're an adult walking on this planet, you got a couple of decades of, of 
of files stored up there and, and some of it you're not even aware of that sometimes the brain just hits play because it thinks that it can package up an old trauma or an old like bad thing to remind you of, don't do that, Sam. Remember when you put your finger on the hot stove and you burn yourself? Well, it's good for that. That's the memory. Don't put your foot up, don't put your finger on the, on the, on the hot, on the flame. That's a good, that's a good uh, old file, good memory. But with a lot of it though, is nonsense. But the brain doesn't know the difference between a ham sandwich that has E. coli on it and saber tooth tiger. It really doesn't. And once we can see the limitations of our intellect and that the brain's going to get involved in, it's a busy body. The brain's like a helicopter pilot, you know, parent, just constantly in your stuff. You can have compassion for yourself when you forget and you get wrapped up and you do have a panic attack. And the more you just notice the illusion, the more you kind of point to like, oh, I'm starting to get wound up again. My thinking's going hundred miles a minute, especially for neurodiverse types like myself will have just different neurochemistry working differently. The more you are aware of it, the more you just notice it, like that's not you. That's a te that's temporary thought turbulence. It will move through you. And then, you know, the ego will say, no, Sam, you know, you don't want to have want that to happen again. What happened 20 years ago? Remember what, what, what happened, you know, what the consequences refer back. I could go in, you know, it's all hyperbole mm -hmm. um, and it's all story. Once you see the story being created in real time, you can really not get caught up in the drama, your own drama or other people's dramas of their dramas. And you won't be so scared of being anxious of your anxiety. You won't be so fearful of your, of your phobias. You know, there was a great study done and then I'm going to shut up because I, I know you want to say something. There was a great study done by, um, I forgot who the name of the study of uh, the researchers involved where they took a whole bunch of folk, uh, 20 or 30, uh, not patients, but um, subjects, subjects. Thank you. No subjects problem. who were scared of spiders. So they had arachnophobia. Ooh. It's a good I, one. I can understand a lot of legs and they look like alien creature. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't oh, like yeah. critters, that's right. I forgot. I'm, I don't like critters. <laughs> I mean, I Sorry. like critters. I like critters at a distance. Okay. That's, that's just what I prefer. Okay. So just ignore this imagery. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So they brought all these very, these, these phobic subjects of arachnophobia into this room. And these guys in white lab coats bring a box with holes in it. And they place the box in the middle of the room on a chair. And they say, ladies and gentlemen, in this box are 50 black widow spiders. And the whole room goes apeshit crazy. Like, like, you know, they're like running to all sections, you know, they're trying to find the fire exit because they think there's, there's spiders in the box. Well, he walks up to the box and he opens up the lid and there's nothing in it. Right. The mind, ladies and gentlemen. That's so good. That's so, uh, yeah. How many times does it play tricks on us? I, a couple of things that I wanted to draw attention Sorry. to. Yeah. Oh God, this is good. This is, okay. so, it's so juicy. Hopefully my brain keeps everything. I also... I have never been diagnosed with anything neurodiverse, but I think I just managed to dodge the system. Uh, so hopefully I can keep it all in my brain. Um, one of the things that, that you talked about- You're undercover like, neurodiverse. You're I'm, like- I, you're Yeah, black, I'm secret. Yeah. I'm here to sabotage right. uh, like the, the, the mainstream beliefs on what That's it looks right. like. Watch me. Um, one of the things that I noticed is like when you're talking about the ticker tape and how it passes and, and, and that intensity that happens, it's when you look at those stimuli that happen in your environment. So the person that cuts you off or the colleague that says whatever, or the coffee that spills in your lap, there, there are probably reactions that tend to be normal for you. So some people get hopeless or some people get angry and that is part of that programming. And I, I can remember finding out that I was like, oh, I really feel like nothing works. Like that, that was my underlying belief. And then I had to, once I understood that I had this belief that nothing works, like the technology doesn't work. The zoom link doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. My iPhone doesn't click, whatever mm. it is. Uh, I was like, oh, is that really true? Or is that just the thought that's governing it? That's having this show up in my reality as if it's true. Maybe what's actually missing is like a breath, a pause, some patience. And, and once, yeah. once I let go, all of a sudden my environment works. And so that was really interesting. And I don't know if I remember the second thing yet, but that was, the if one. you sit with it, like, like pretend like you're a hockey player, you got y'all like, y'all love, sorry, y'all, you guys like hockey up there. You Canadians, you crazy Canadians up there. And, and so, you know, sometimes we get put in, in the proverbial thought penalty box when we start to really believe the nonsense, the, the, the allegory, the hyperbole, the story, even it feels so real, especially if someone's 
you know, pointing fingers at us or being critical of us, you know, our brain's going to judge, criticize, compartmentalize. It's good. It has to do something. It's like a, it's like a puppy, you know, it's always like getting into shit that it shouldn't get into. You, you can train a puppy to, to not, you know, go to the bathroom in the house, right. Or pee on the rug. Um, you can't stop the brain from, from producing all kinds of crazy thoughts, but you can be really, you can notice them. Mm-hmm. And you can also really see like when you're caught up, like you can just like sit with it. You don't need to call, you know, if you want to call a friend, it's great. I mean, especially depression and, and, and you know, depression is really, you know, the, the great metaphor I heard for depression is you'll love this too. It's like a overheating, it's, it's an overheating hairdryer. If you go to like a, you know, those cheap hotel hairdryers, you know, and, and you, you plug it in and you're doing your thing, you know, drying your hair. And then all of a sudden you basically blow the fuse in the room. Maybe it just only happened to me, but I've done it many times. I have a bad uh, hairdryer juju. So um, that's the same thing with the body's, the, the brain's diagnostic system, mm. the check engine. It's like a check engine line saying, Sam, you are too zoomed into your problem. You're creating too much story around it. You got to slow down. And that's what, what depression and anxiety is. Once we see like that has nothing to do with your outside circumstances, the brain's going to try to find a fall guy for why you feel anxious because it wants to keep you alive and doesn't know any better. Remember dealing with old equipment, stupid equipment. Um, not stupid, but very old. It, what, um, it's what used to work, but it's applied to new things. Yeah, 50,000 years same. ago. Yeah, right. it, it, was, it made sense a long time ago. Right. But you if just I was a, yeah, If I was a hunter, like if I was, you know, the, the caveman picture me in like the Geico commercial caveman and my, my, you know, I only would live to like what 30 if that, but my job was very simple. Like it was stimulus response. Like I'd go hunt and either and provide for my family, protect my family. And, and when there was a saber tooth tiger chasing or looking very, you know, scary, threatening my family, I either would kill it or we would be killed or we'd run. So, so it was a very much simpler existence, but we were, but folks with very speedy brains were also great protectors, Mm. great gatherers, great hunters. Um, But now we're considered a problem. (laughs) Now we're considered, you know, we're, we're um, dysfunctional, right? It makes no sense. And and it's very innocent um, that, you know, if you type in ADHD, for example, and I know I remember going off on a segment, a segue. um, The first thing that comes up, you can Google right now is it talks about executive functioning that is damaged. Hmm. Okay. So then, so that means that there's like over a hundred, over a hundred million people walking around with damaged brains, but you know, they're making great money. They still have a family and, and they're functioning, even if they weren't functioning, if they learned how to use their brain, like, for example, you want to learn how to fly. And I had a fear of flying because I had a bad thing happen. And I learned how flight works. So I'm not, I'm not afraid anymore, but if you want to become a pilot, um, you learn the science of flight, learn how to fly. You don't learn, you don't like focus on how dangerous flying is or, you know, how, how bad flying is for the environment or, you know, all the terrible things that flying does, you know, to the world. No, you focus on how to fly a plane. Well, they taught us how to use our brain to work for us, not against us, our neurodiverse brain. Man, can you imagine how amazing this, like, we, we would be like, and we'd have like the fourth, fifth and sixth dimensions. Like we would all figure everything. We wouldn't be like, um, it'd be amazing. But unfortunately it isn't. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So if you, if people were to like, okay, I want to embrace my neurodiversity. I want to feel better about all of this and like be one step closer to like, I don't know, life fulfilled or a joyful way of being like, how could they, how could people lean into that and, and use their mind in their, in their favor? That's a great question. And, and wonderful. That's a wonderful jumping off point for, you know, the, the, uh, knowing that our essential nature is good and is hopeful and resi- resilient, that that's not like, like, that's not, you know, uh, um, optional equipment that's pre-installed at the factory when you're born. Um, knowing that, your mind's going to work just a little bit different. Knowing your gifts and talents, knowing what you're good at, and also having compassion for your frailties. 
I know that's a total, you know, total cliche, but really having self-compassion, like for example, you know, for example, if, you know, folks that are neurodiverse are misunderstood, you know, we, we see the world a little bit differently sometimes. Um, and that could be in relationships or in, in business partnerships or, or where, wherever you are, whatever station of life you're in. But seeing that, that there's nothing wrong with you, that I'm sure so many people have told you how brilliant you are in, in so many areas, focus on that. Focus on how compassionate you are or how em empathic you are and how creative you are and how um, focused and how much you love certain things in your life, right? And realize that like, it doesn't matter. Like life's gotcha. Life's really got you if you slow down really to the speed of life, to this moment right now. And seeing that like, it's a gift. Like you have this high performance, like F1 car, like it's, it's a freaking rock star of a brain. And all that conditioning about how stupid we are and how, how broken and how, how dysfunctional we are and how much, you know, that we need to be fixed or we need to be treated. Well, if you're taking medication right now, look at it as it, medication in itself is a software update. That's all it is. It's just neurochemicals. It's computer algorithms. But who you are is perfect. Who you are is, oh my God, like you want to talk about like underneath thought, like if you could walk around all day without the, the chatty Kathy, the, the narrator, just seeing everything in the present moment for what it is and, and being grateful for what you have in that moment, not to sound too pithy, but life is amazing. Like you could have the best day of your life in Walmart if you wanted to. I mean, I personally, you know, I don't like to shop, but if I have to, I just go to Amazon, but um, you could have the best day in traffic if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Like we, there's so much at our fingertips that we don't have to do. We don't have to effort. This is an effortless thing. It's who we are, our essential nature. Our true north is well-being. Absolutely. And you that's underneath designed, thought. You are designed to that's be well. You design. are designed to be, you, you are self-healing. You are self-cleaning. You don't yep. have to like go and hook yourself up to a waste station to purge. Your, at least most of us do not. I know there's some exceptions. But, exactly. <laughs> but we, we are self-healing, self-regulating, self-cleaning machines. Yeah. And to think, and to think otherwise, to, uh, to your point earlier, about 119 pe million people have ADHD on the planet. I'm, I think there's even more undiagnosed. I mean, probably. Yeah. I, but if it, if we played the card of Darwinism, yes, y'all would be gone, right? Like if that was, yeah. if that was the situation, it would, it would be eventually eliminated from the species. And if it isn't, if it hasn't been, it's not a damaged or broken thing. It's just something that's needed in a different way. And I think we can lose sight of that so quickly. Because so often we want people to have the same ideas, beliefs, thoughts, ways of thinking, mm -hmm. ways of being, because we like predictability, we like safety, like the thing brain. We earlier. Totally. The brain. Survival, yep. survival, survival. Yeah. And, but I'm like, what, what if it's exactly what we need? What if right. it's exactly what we need? Right. What Why if do we you let life live? You know, life's got you. What if we what, let, what if we let life live us and seeing that um, you're never going to beat the system, but just no. like. If, if, if you, like, I used to be fearful of flying. And I had a whole bunch of thinking on, on, on it, it was a rational phobia, obviously. Um, and even, even if I didn't go to take a fear of flying course at age 15, it was very, I was ahead of my time, ladies and gentlemen. It's such a nerdy thing <laughs> start, to do. But start them while they're young. Start them while they're young. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's your mental health family, man. They knew, they knew what to exactly. was going on. You got the yes. upgrade early at yes. birth. The DSM-5 was in all of our bookshelves. <laughs> and all, every, every new edition too. And the PDR. Oh yeah, the, there you the go. Red, the red and the black version. Yes, we had the red and the black one. I think there was, I think there's another color too. Well, now it's all online. Anyways, um, you don't have to look too far for, you know, you're, you're quiet. If you, ladies and gentlemen, whether you're, you have a neurodiverse mind or purple mind or a peculiar mind or just whatever kind of mind you have on, whatever, whether it's an Apple or IBM or whatever kind of, you know, operating system you have between your ears, you know, this moment right now that you're listening to us in this moment is the greatest moment of your life in this moment. I don't care if you live in a shack on shack in Beverly Hills, I mean, or in a mansion in Beverly Hills or a shack on shack somewhere, 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 
or you know you're younger old healthier sick every moment of your life that you are alive is pretty much the best moment of your life uh, my my uncle passed away a couple months ago from leukemia and even his last hours his last days he was cracking jokes and you know it, i mean he was still in a lot of pain it was it was horrible but um you see the expansiveness in the moment mm. you see the how amazing like each moment of life is underneath the noise like i'm sitting here drinking a kombucha talking to you what 1500 miles 2000 miles away probably in canada on this amazing piece of technology and we are essentially sharing the same experience we don't have different lives we have different jobs you know you know uh, culturally okay but essentially we're all the same the problem is we're all enlightened we just don't know it mm. and because we're all enlightened that doesn't mean like you have a you know get out of jail free pass there are consequences for actions like um like my my client who was um you know got the dui and had to do some a little bit of time and spend some time in, in a recovery center and etc um but that doesn't mean anything we're all we all have this psychological innocence within us it's uh, you know we all living this human psychology but the human psychology is made up all mm. of it by a mind that loves you and the more you see it without pushing yourself to see it you know you could be in the bathroom i don't know you could be like drinking a kombucha talking to you know, a brilliant human being you could be like driving in your car going to i don't know um going to pay your bookie off <laughs> you know it, it it doesn't matter you see it we see it all the time we're, we're li literally in a walking meditation all day long we just don't pay attention to it because right. the noise is so much more fun you know we love the drama yeah, oh my be, become unavailable for drama. Right. I like, it's just, it, it'll take you out. And I, I think one thing that you keep saying that like directly and indirectly is like, if you're just here now, all that's what, if you're present to all that's happening right now, all I'm, all I'm really doing is sitting on a couch and I'm breathing and I'm having a conversation with another human. That's all that's really happening right now. And that level of like the, the, what am I doing later? Oh, I've got to edit this. I got to like, that's all gone. Right. And that I can just, the be here now. I didn't, I mean, it took me years, but I, I think yeah. I got it. Like, especially it might right be now, a bumper like, sticker, ladies and gentlemen, and on every, every Subaru in, in North America, sorry, right. that's, ter that's terrible. Um, but it is, uh, or Vermont. Um, but it's the truth. Um, I give you an example, like you don't have to, you know, there's all these Instagram memes. You could spend the whole day, you know, <laughs> you can go on Instagram, just flip through it. I'm just guilt, I'm guilty of it too. Um, but but you really don't have to look far that that if a little bit of effort like you get the ball rolling in your life and and you stay present and you don't get knocked off course and even if you do that's okay too by by some heavy thinking it's kind of like um i used to love surfing uh, i i love the water i've grew up next to the beach most of my life whether it was on the east coast or here and you know when you paddle out and waiting for a wave you'll get a wave if you wait for it. It's, it's a 100% probability, right? Same thing with life. Like, you know, we all have this gift, you know, it, whatever you want in life, you got it, you know, just keep paddling out, you know, yeah. and just wait. And the wave's always going to come. It may not come exactly when you want it to come, but, you know, again, you know, when you, once you relax into hope, you know, the, the, you know, there's always hope even for the terminal cancer patient. Um, and once we like kind of see that like life is really simple, it really is, but we overcomplicate it because our brain, our intellect on purpose complicates things, not because it wants to make your life hell. It just doesn't know any better. And it's always analyzing and figuring out stuff. Simplicity is one word I would share with any neurodiverse person. Keep it simple. Don't, don't overthink it. Don't allow yourself to, to get caught up in the, in the machine code because, and if you do, that's fine too. I mean, it's, it's completely fine, but if you do just know that like, you'll be okay. Like you're, we are always okay. Always. U Ukrainians are going to be okay. And the example of it is 
they, they saw their okayness in the subway tunnel singing the Ukrainian national anthem. They weren't on Instagram. <laughs> they weren't on an Instagram. I mean, I saw it because someone was probably one person was, but these people had nothing. Like they had the clothes on their back and maybe a little bit of food and they don't know what the future is going to be. No, but they're so present and they're seeing who they are in this moment. So present. And it's most, that's who we are. You know, that's, that's who all of us are. And, and um, you, you see, like, it is that simple. It really is. You're just not paying attention. No. So just slow down, drop in. Okay. So I'm going to, well, we're running it near the end of our time. So we will, I'll pull out some gold from you and I'll ask you for some key takeaways. So simplicity is one of them. You mentioned that getting present is another one. What else should we, like, what are some key takeaways that you want people to walk away with having heard this conversation? That as much as we feel our thinking, as much as you, when we're anxious, overwhelmed, depressed, pick your favorite emotion. Just know that that's not real. That, that especially if you're frustrated, another emotion, sit with it. Just notice, just notice it. Don't, don't overthink it. Just notice why, even if, if your brain's blaming the person for why you're angry, your coworker or whoever, just how could that make any sense? If, if, all day long, we're reminded of the, the quiet. Like we see it all day long. We drop into this unusual calm all day long. We just don't pay attention to enough. You know, it's, I don't know. Like today I was just like, had no reason to be content about it. I was just, I was just content for no reason. Mm. You know that feeling? It's a you juicy just, feeling. Right. But you have like, you have bills to pay and you got like response, you know, and you, you're not, you know, you're tired and whatever, you know, like life. I, I, I've had panic. I mean, I've had, once I kind of understood this understanding, I've had panic attacks and, and pulled over to the side of the road and got back on the freeway again. Like no problem. Like the bounce back is real. Like you can bounce back fast because you see it. Like you Mm. see the illusion, pay attention to the quiet more. The more you pay attention to the quiet, the more you'll see what I'm pointing to. The more you'll see, like, that's essentially like the gift those natural pauses, those natural breaks are like moments where you can just be like, Oh my God, that's so juicy. It's so juicy. It's like, it's, it's, you don't have to watch an ASMR YouTube. I know you'd probably watch a whole bunch (laughs) of stories, but it's, it's sitting, it's it's sitting out on your porch at night and just looking into the nothingness. Mm. It's putting on your favorite mixtape well not mixtape so i'm aging myself put it on your favorite spotify playlist and just sitting there it's it's eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich mm. it's talking to your grandma on the phone it's it's you know sitting you know laying in bed with your with your lover or your partner or your dog i don't know it's, it's those moments that's that's what i'm talking about and also ladies and gentlemen pay attention to when like all of a sudden an hour, like an hour and 17 minutes went by so quickly. Like, so fast. Yeah. So I'm like, I think, I think Anything I was, else? In, <laughs> no, I think I was in a meditation this entire yeah. time. I'm like, what, this was, this was delicious. This was this, divine. This is juicy. This is so juicy. Well, yeah. I am so grateful that you were on this, find the Me stillness, too. take the gaps, breathe into them. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to do yeah. that tonight. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, I want to know where people can find you, where like, tell us what you're up to, what they can do with you, yes. where they can find you. Yes. Um, you can check out my podcast. It's called the fearless. Now we're on Apple, Spotify, all the major podcast platforms. And um, anyone that is interested in who has, um, who is neurodiverse or, or, or is a coach or, you know, has a great story to share on their journey, you can, email me. Uh, my website is Samled Consulting. Hit the contact me. Uh, we're booking um, uh, new guests for April and May. Um, you can check out the services I offer as a coach on my website. It's samledconsulting.com. And L-E-D. For L-E-D. Those L-E-D. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like the like bright, the light. shiny light that lasts forever. <laughs> right. Like red light therapy. There you go. Right. Um, L-E-D light. Um, Sorry, Sam Light Consulting. Where I want that? SamLightConsulting.com. Um, and my Insta is Sam Light Consulting. I'm all. I'm, you can contact me at any of those places, and uh, let's have a chat. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us thank and sharing you. your time you. and your energy. Oh this, this is, is so, so cool. good. I had so much fun. This is the best way it's been a Friday night. Seriously, this is good. Honestly, it you does. know what? I thought in my 30s, my Friday nights would look a little different, but here we are. <laughs> I, but this is actually better uh, than I thought. You know, like I did not imagine this, but this is, if I knew what I know now, I would choose this, you know? Right? I I didn't know, but now I know. And so now Did I choose you go somewhere else. Oh my God. Fearless yeah. now. The fearless now. Well, thank you again, Sam. Oh yeah. Is... My book's coming out too. Oh, so yes. um, keep your eyes peeled. You keep your eyes peeled. Um, and um, we've changed the title too. So you'll go on my, you can go on my website and for updates. But yeah. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank yeah. you again, Sam. I, it was such a pleasure to have you and go give them a follow Sam led consulting on Instagram, samledconsulting.com and keep an eye uh, out for all the cool things he's bringing. And if you want to be one thought away from mental health, he is the man to talk with. It is a possibility. It is available for you. And his voice is so calming. Don't you just want to listen to this again? <laughs> like I'm going to listen to it again. Don't, don't listen to my words. Look for a feel, the feeling. It's like, good literally completely. Agreed. Oh, thank you. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much and thank have you. a great evening. If this podcast has landed with you, served you, provided value, or you believe you know someone that it will do that for, please share it, leave a review. Thank you again so much. I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care.